Thank you for listening to the program. The Lord said something to his own disciples in Matthew 16 that I was looking at. He said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we didn't bring bread. And so you look back, and they had actually just right before that, he had fed uh, 4,000 men beside women, so children say 10,000 people. And they saw that, and, and seven baskets left over. And so he sent the multitude away, sailed over to the coast of Magdala. And then the Pharisees said she's came out there, I guess everywhere he went, this happened, and tested him, saying, show us a sign from heaven. And it's, it's really important to realize they had seen, everybody had seen all the things he did, miracles. But some still, well, he's the greatest prophet ever, but I just can't believe he's the Messiah. And yet he did all the things that no prophet had ever done. Uh, and they were exactly the signs of the Messiah. It, the Old Testament the prophets, Isaiah said he would do. And so their problem was, like he said, you're a, a wicked uh, generation. You seek after a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And, and that's uh, Jonas. That's uh, simply him three days and nights coming back simply. But, I mean, that that's clearly what that means is his resurrection from the dead. And they that was one thing that if it was going to prove to them a sign, that would have been far beyond or make the earth stand still or the sun. That had already happened, Joshua or, or, or Moses and all those miracles that they were talking about. I don't think they just didn't believe in him. And he said, you're just seeking after a sign, kind of like they came to him. And ah, what about this? What about that? Just hoping to catch him something, some way saying something wrong. So here, I don't know what uh, they were up, but I wanted to look at what happened with his disciples. So they, he had confrontation with the Pharisees and leaders there. And uh, then he left them. And the disciples, they sailed to the other side. And when they got there, they say, they had forgotten to take bread. Now, just 48 hours before, or a few days at the most before that, he had fed 10,000 people with bread. They knew that. There's no way you could forget that. And I know that that's sort of tends to look like that and sound like that. And I've heard sermons preached about that. Is that their problem? They didn't have faith that he could make bread. Well, put that on hold and look at what I see here for my part. I kind of thought that way back, you know, it's kind of what comes to mind. But he says here that they forgot to take bread. Then he said to them, you could just see them getting there and, well, uh, you want to eat something? Well, we didn't want to tell you. We forgot to bring bread. Really? Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So they reasoned among themselves, what is he talking about? Bread or the Pharisees and Sadducees, the leaven, the doctrine of them. They knew that. 
the doctrine of the Pharisees, hypocrites. Uh, don't be like them. Uh, they knew that from Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. First thing, this is a couple of years on down. The, in, uh, so they knew that full well. They had a choice to say, is he talking about bread? Something physical, food? Or is he talking about something spiritual here? And like Paul said, I can't talk to you because you're carnal. I can't talk to you spiritual. So, But that was the thing before them. And they said, well, it's bread. That's what he's talking about. And he perceived that and said to them, oh, ye of little faith, why did you reason among yourselves and choose to think what I said? I said, I guess regardless of what it meant, you thought I said it in the context. You're going to try to understand it in the context of uh, having not uh, brought, having brought no bread, uh, being without bread, and they didn't think he couldn't make bread. They just, how could you forget that you couldn't? He says though, don't you understand or remember the five lo- That doesn't mean they didn't. He he knows they did. Uh, there's no way, and I always thought that. How could you forget that, and and say, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We have nothing to eat. I don't know. I just and after five thousand, four thousand, seeing all the miracles, I don't think that's not how I realize it to be. Because he says here, didn't you? You remember all the food, the baskets, and, and the seven loaves, the four thousand, the five thousand, the baskets, and how many baskets you? What was left over? How is it? Here's the answer to. Uh, how is it that you do not understand that I spake to you not of bread? I wasn't talking about bread. I was talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and said, then they realized that that's what he was talking about, not bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees. They knew full well what the doctrine of the Pharisees were. He, they knew what he meant. <clears throat> and I would only point out a couple of verses, like he told in Satan in Matthew 4 here. He said... Uh, in response to Satan saying, well, just make those rocks into bread. And his father hadn't told him to do that. And so the Lord answered in that way of that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I do only what he tells me to do. I'll say only what he tells me to say. So, and the other place would be like Martha and Mary. Same idea is that he was telling Martha, yeah, we need to eat, but you need to come in here with Mary and listen, then we'll eat. But you want to cook and, and you don't understand. You're making the wrong choice here or, or something like that. So it's not about bread alone, but but bread, why would Satan think, well, that's what will get him, hunger? Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I know. I do believe Satan knew exactly who he was. And he said, well, if you be the son of God, that word easily and is translated since he had to know who he was. He had to. He wasn't saying, well, I don't know if that's him or not. I don't believe that. I mean, but anyway, um, he says to his men, how is it that you don't think I can make bread? No. He didn't say, don't you remember the bread? He said that in the, a whole other way is how in the world can you think I'm talking about bread? How is it that you do not understand? I spake not to you concerning bread, but they would say in their minds, well, 
we just got out of the boat and uh, told him we forgot to bring bread. And he said, take heed, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. So some of them, they thought they all went back and forth. They reasoned among themselves, what? He's either talking about food and bread or he's talking about the doctrine of the Pharisees. And that would be the obvious thing is, well, that's what he said. Take heed of that. Yeah, but then why did he say it right after we told him we didn't have any bread? Yeah, I think this, I think that. So they all come to, well, okay, it must be about the bread. And he said to them, how is it that you come to that conclusion? How in the world could you think, I shouldn't, but how could you think that it was about bread? That we don't have any? I fed 10,000 people. They knew that. They didn't think, well, he did that, but he won't be able to do it again. No, it wasn't that. It was just that they made the wrong choice of whether he's talking about bread or carnal things or spiritual things. And that's what he was telling Martha and Mary is, Martha, you're kind of choosing the, the food thing there, and, and you have to eat. We have to eat. But like I, that saying, I guess it's not out of the Bible, but I've heard it all my life, is some people live to eat, and some people eat to live. Well, you can do both, I guess. But what he's saying them to them here is it can't mean both, and you choose one or the other. Why did you think it was about bread? That's the real question. Why was Martha, because she didn't love the Lord? Didn't want to hear? No, it wasn't that. She wouldn't say, oh, I don't want to hear what you have. Not at all. She'd say, somebody's got to cook, and I'll, I'll have to do it because y'all. that's got to be done. Y'all have to have something to eat. Well, that's true. But she could have come in there and sat down, okay, Lord, I'll listen. And then an hour later, okay, Martha and Mary, it'd be nice to have something to eat, and they'd be off in a second in there cooking. But no, look how it all played out. And then she even said, uh, after he said, Martha, Martha, you're, you're cumbered with many things. You know, Mary's chosen the better part. But she said, well, oh, okay, but tell her to help me. You know, then maybe we get through and I come in. I don't know what she thought. But that's what they were saying here. He's really saying to them, how is it you don't understand what I'm talking about? Spiritual things. Why would you choose the other? And that's simply because, like we'd say about Martha and Mary to Martha, why why didn't you choose like Mary to listen? We would have. Well, I don't know. Uh, I can't say that I've listened to all that he says. I've not listened to it in a spiritual way. Kind of like one, oh, I, I need to finish out here, but... Uh, one thing that that uh, Paul said uh, about judgment is that he said, I want to judge myself. If you judge yourself, you won't be judged. But I don't judge myself. I judge myself with the judgment of the Lord. And he's not trying to juggle words around. He's saying, you got to judge yourself, but you got to judge yourself by his standards, what he would do and say. If you do that, then he won't judge you. But if you judge yourself differently than he sees it, then yeah. So Levin, real quick over here, uh, the other part that I don't 
the other part of the sermon I started to say, I don't know why I say that. But Paul says over here to the Corinthians, uh, the one man, you know, was uh, committing adultery with his mother, I don't know, mother-in-law. And uh, Paul said, man, you, you should, Gentiles don't even t- do it much. And y'all, they let it go. They covered it up. He said, you're puffed up about it. And you cover it up and you gather together as in communion in the body of Christ with him in there. And it's saying you should put him out. And you're glorifying the whole thing, saying, and and really, I'm not trying to be confusing, but over here, right before they said, how do you want me to come to you? I've, I know all this. I've heard about it, and I'll come to you. It's reported commonly what's going on there, and y'all are puffed up about it, not mournful. And the one that's doing it, you haven't taken him out of the body, as it were, but you include him. And you, they would say, just like you could hear liberal people, well, we're just trying to love him. We don't want to hurt his feelings. Well, I understand that, but Paul's saying here in 421, right, a few verses before, what do you want me to do? Come to you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? Like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Or do you want me to come to you with a rod? Well, it's pretty obvious he came to them with a rod. That has to be. You have to be corrected. Love doesn't just, like the Lord, I love everybody, and it doesn't matter what you've done, and you don't have to be accountable. No, not at all. He said you'll be accountable for every words, uh, all the words you say. Uh, so Lord, uh, Paul's saying, you want me to come to you and tell you how it is, speak the truth in love, or do you want me to not speak the truth and just love like you do in meekness? Well, see, I'm not being, it. that's maybe a fine line there. Some of you are puffed up, but they would say, no, we just love him. We're just doing, don't want to hurt his feelings. That's not what love's about. Paul would say, I agree with you, but you take him in to your group, and don't you know a little leaven like that ruins the whole thing? What they were doing was so wrong. They were looking at it the wrong way, even though you would think they thought they were doing right. So therefore, you are unleavened. You're not doing what he's like that, uh, complete corruption. And so take that leaven out. And, And so that's what over here they knew what leaven it goes way back in the old testament leaven wasn't bad it has to do with them not having time to bake bread when they left egypt and it was unleavened so the get all the leaven out of the house before the it was simply symbolic they used leaven if you could get it and have it sure to make bread but about the the Passover and that, well no it was because of what happened but in and of itself it wasn't and so for them not to take bread, they had dropped the, their job and responsibility, I'm sure. Be like, well, we forgot we lost a money bag. Well, that didn't really matter. They knew he could, and we forgot the bread. He's saying, you should have known. How in the, could you think that I meant bread after all that's happened? And you couldn't take it spiritual. You should have took it spiritual. That's why Paul was saying, I can't talk to you as spiritual, but carnal. And that's a kind of a thing that I know a whole lot about is being intellectually aware, but my heart 
cannot be right. And that's what he's saying. I'm warning you about that again. And I think he was testing them like he did with Philip. Where are we going to get bread to feed these people? And it said the Lord knew what he's going to do. He said that to test him. So here he's saying, you forgot to bring bread? Take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. So he was, they could have come and said, Lord, we know you don't mean about bread. You're, what's the spiritual meaning here? You want to talk to us more about not be hypocrites, right? We really want to hear that. No, we'd rather, you know, they, your mind will just go and default to something that's more comfortable, more what you might want or what seems more appropriate, even though you can look at what he said. He didn't say that. He said exactly what he meant. But he said it at the time they, they would say, well, that was his response to us forgetting to take. So it has to be understood that way somehow. So what do you mean? By we shouldn't buy bread of the Pharisees that they've made or or eleven eight, what's the what's the thing? And they knew though this other idea, the doctrine of the Pharisees and the teaching of them, to be act righteous just like the people in Corinthians would do. No, everything's fine. But actually like saying, No, my clothes are white and clean, but have a spot on them. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, I've turned it on the inside. You can't see it, so it doesn't matter. That's the doctrine. That's the leaven. That causes people to be puffed up and appear to be righteous, and they are not. And that's what he was saying to them. That's what I was talking to you about. And you chose to think I was talking about bread when the last thing it would be that we need bread. You just saw me feed 10,000 people day before yesterday, and so you know it. So, But yet you come and tell me that's what it must be about. I don't know what to say. I'm not judging them. But it's kind of like Martha and Mary. I don't know. I, I honestly seem like I feel sorry for Martha because I know she means well. But she didn't hear what the Lord said too good. I mean, you know, not really. And he said, Mary's chosen, chosen the better part here. And uh, so they didn't quite... He couldn't say, you've chose the right answer. He's saying, no, you chose the wrong answer. Oh, ye of little faith. How is it you don't understand? I wasn't talking about bread or him making it. That, that wasn't the issue. But you didn't understand. I was talking about exactly what I said. So think about that in a way for me, I do, I think. I'm right there with the, I'm doing the, what they did, the same, and the Lord would say to me the same thing. How is it you don't understand that everything I said to you is spiritual, all of it? Like Paul, and I'll quit. He said when they sent a gift to him, he said, I appreciate everything, but I've learned to be content without food and hunger. It doesn't matter. Uh, through him, through his strength, I can suffer all these things. And he, my, it'll work out for my good, all these things. And I've learned to be content without all the food I need or want. And God, you know, God will supply all, all your needs. Like, like he's supplied mine, he'll supply all your needs. Because they had done that for him, that's what they, I've heard it preached, well, he'll supply all your needs. What, what are your needs? What were Paul's needs? He was a, just like them in a way he'd say, yeah, I need food, but I need him. I need his strength. 
to go through stoning and floods and shipwreck and being without food, shelter, and clothing and being going to be executed tomorrow. I need him. Through his strength, I can do all things. And so that's what uh, he would say to them, and he did say to them, Paul did. I, I can't understand how you can't understand what I'm talking about, spiritual things. You always want to make it physical in this and even about food. And to quit, go back to the very beginning. What was it about food? And not that they were hungry, no. But God had said, don't eat that one fruit, all the others, but not that one Satan comes and says, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't seem fair. Is God really being truthful to keep that one from you? And so it all goes back to not understanding what God says and not understanding the spiritual effect of it and and the truth of it, that it wasn't about it, it it wasn't about the fruit is what I'm it was about obeying God no matter what loving God no matter what trusting God no matter what that's what that was about not about that particular fruit eating it I'm not saying it wasn't different it was and all that I'm not saying that but that's not what it was about eating the wrong fruit it was doing anything that God had clearly said do not do that and that's what's happening in the Corinthian church, see, and they were saying, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Adam and Eve, I don't think they said it doesn't matter. They wanted to eat of the tree of life, but they knew they had completely. So he's telling his own men here, you kind of failed that question or that statement. You you come up with the wrong answer. How is that? How is that? I, I, you know, how is it that you don't understand? I don't know. But uh, that's what I was left with after studying this is how is it all those years I didn't understand what he was saying, even though I read it and talked about it and preached about it. I didn't stand under it. I didn't bear it up. I didn't understand. I couldn't handle it. I, it was too heavy. It was too hard. I could intellectually talk about it, yeah, and say we should do it, yeah. And and you don't say, well, you don't say I'm not doing it or I am doing it. You're just preaching. You're just talking about it. And But I was convicted every time inwardly. But I was, I still, I try to look at what he says and reading. And it was all, actually, it's all about him. And it's all spiritual. And that's the way. To take it. it it really is whether it's food or the temple he said three days i'll tear this temple down and rebuild it and they understood later he was talking about his body not the real temple and he might have said to them i thought i can't believe you thought i was talking about you know i don't know uh thank you for listening to the program